0: You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project, a bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an s Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. s t Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
1: This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, well, it's a beautiful Wednesday here in Pittsburgh, and uh, the, the Steelers are uh, still wheeling and dealing a little bit here. Um, earlier today, they, they go ahead and release jameer jones uh the outside linebacker which was somewhat surprising given their outside linebacker depth and the fact that jameer jones last year uh was one of the team leaders in special team snaps
0: yeah okay so i'll be honest as i often am pull back the curtain this is news to me i did not hear that this morning and i'm alarmed to be honest with you i i thought when they brought him back that he was a quality number four outside linebacker, I, I felt like there was a, a, a the three spot was still vacant. He was a core special teamer, and to pull back curtain even further, I don't watch special teams tape, but he must have done something right because he was out there for all the all the four major special teams uh, snaps time and time again. So apparently, he was either good at it or the best they had at the time. So that does surprise me.
1: Well, it tells me that there's something else in the works, right? That's my next thought. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, because right now, I mean, they did sign Quincy Rocher. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of went under the radar, right? Right. Not that Quincy Rocher is a, you know, some groundbreaking player here. Uh, so right now, it's it's, it's Quincy Roche and Emeka Egbule um, as their backup outside linebackers. Well, we know they had Bud Dupree in a couple of weeks ago for a visit. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's also this thing called the draft coming up (laughs) very uh, soon. Yes. That would allow them to uh, add to that position as well. So there's some stuff that they can do there that, um, you know, could certainly help that position.
0: Well, I'm sure they're not done. I didn't think they were done before this move. And I'm glad you brought up Roche. I mean, he was a guy they drafted, went to the Giants. He's been in the league now a couple of years. My initial thought was, well, they probably like Rocher more than Jones. Okay, I mean, but it, would it be detrimental to have brought both to camp and figure it out there? I mean, so that—that's what I found a little odd about it.
1: Yeah, again, I—I I think this is the uh, the first shoe to drop, or something happened, uh, you know, with with Jones. Uh, you know, that—that's I guess it's possible, right? Always possible as well. Uh, the Steelers also on Monday, uh, our mom Watt's agent. Announced uh, that he is signing with the Steelers. Uh, he's a defensive tackle, uh, has started some games over the past two seasons with both mm-hmm. Minnesota and Chicago. Two years ago, Minnesota was actually pretty active for them. Uh, yeah. Had five sacks, uh, like 48 tackles. Uh, you know, so there's a little something there. And he was a former sixth round draft pick. I, I guess he got caught up in the numbers at the end of training camp last year with the Vikings and they ended up releasing him and he got claimed by Chicago and, well, he ended up starting 12 games for the Bears last year.
0: Yeah, say so he's played quite a bit over the last few years. If you look at him through a traditional Steelers lens, he's much, much more 3-4 the end than he is nose tackle. You, yeah. You know? I mean, he's yeah. a longer arm guy, got some height to him. I would say he's a better – pass rusher than run stuffer but he's not great or bad at either he, i mean he's not uh he moves pretty well i think he fits the scheme my initial thought was probably has wormley now out of the equation and it's not a ringing endorsement for louder milk but by no means would this slow you down to draft per se or whomever you know it's not going to slow you down to add another defensive lineman in a couple weeks here in the draft
1: yeah, these are these are depth pieces. It's it's more of what they've continued to do throughout this offseason is just basically adding placeholders so that when you go into the draft, if you don't get the opportunity to draft somebody at a position, mm-hmm. you're not short at that position. Like there's nowhere in the team right now, including cornerback, where they're short on on guys who who are who have played NFL games.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, they have a lot of NFL players now. And I would imagine if you lined up this upcoming Sunday, in your four-man front, Hayward and Ogunjobi would be your interior guys, and I would think Watt would be the next guy off the Watts would be the next guy off the the bench.
1: Yeah, um, you know, so you you've really helped, and you still have Leal. and you know, I mean, they, yeah, 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 you know, and you, you look at and again, I mentioned cornerback, um, you know, you have Le- Levi Wallace, you have Akello Weatherspoon, you have uh, James Pierre, so you have guys there who have done it for you. Uh, you know, and lined up, you still have Arthur Millette in the slot. So it's not like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like you're absolutely, you know, well, if we don't get a first round cornerback here or, you know, one in the first three picks. Well, geez, what are we going to do a cornerback?
0: Yeah, the cupboards aren't bare no matter what. I mean, if the draft doesn't go. So a big thing the teams are doing now is, of course, they're putting together their. Their vertical board. Let's rank all of our running backs. Let's rank all of our tight ends. And then, you know, we rank our vertical board, you know, tight end three versus running back five, who do we like better? Blah, blah, blah. But they're also looking at strategy, you know, that there's going to be pockets where, boy, there's a lot of receivers available in the third round. There's boy, there's a lot of safeties in the fourth, man, there's nothing at tackle past round three or whatever it is, you know? And, and I think you make some signings like this because, what if our strategy is a little wrong or the draft doesn't go like we thought there's a run
1: on a position, you know, yeah.
0: There's a run on a position or, you know, guys we thought would be there wouldn't, well, we can live with these guys we've signed recently, or we have on the roster you mentioned that have played a lot of
1: NFL snaps. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that happen to them over the years at say cornerback where they're going to a draft, you know, looking to get a tight end. And all of a sudden, you know, every time, every time they come up the pick there's been a run at that position mm-hmm. right before they pick and and you don't want to have to reach to get a guy well now right. they don't have to reach at any position
0: i forget what year it was you and i were on the draft and it was before they drafted fryer but we both thought there was a pretty good chance rounds 2 through 4 they would be interested in a tight end when we previewed the you know the draft and it was it's funny you brought that up because time and time again there'd be like two tight ends that went right before they picked, you know, like, right. ah, Oh, well didn't see that coming. Thought one of the two would be there or something along those lines. And those things happen, or you do see the run and you try to move up three spots, but nobody's selling, you know I mean? You, you can't control those things.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think too, you know, like there was a report out of Chicago um, and it was by some blogger. So who know? I don't even know if, it, if, if it's holds any water or not. Uh-huh. Steelers are talking to the bears about moving up to the nine spot. I saw that too. Well, they're talking to everybody right now. Hey, you're what crazy. would it... <laughs> you're crazy if you don't, right? That's what you do. Like, and everybody said, well, they're, they're, they're looking to move up for a cornerback or they're looking to move up for an offensive tackle. No, I think they're looking like, so, you know, you, you, you check these things out to see what it would cost. What if Jalen Carter falls to nine, right? Right now for or... Jalen Carter. You know, if he's your top player on your board and he falls a nine, okay, yeah, you might might entertain going up to get him. Right. That's exactly what it is. I mean, I
0: bet when they traded up for Devin Bush, they thought there's two linebackers in this draft. We really want to get one of them. And they weren't as set at that position as they are throughout this roster that we're looking at today. You know, it wasn't Devin Bush or Devin White or bust, but when they went up there, they were after a dude. I bet now, as all teams should be doing, and I assume they are, you talk to the teams six, seven, eight, nine, ten, well, maybe not even six, seven, eight, you know, nine, ten through twelve, because if our fifth ranked player in this entire draft is there at ten, well, now I'm interested in trading up, you know, if it's maybe it's Christian Gonzalez. I don't know who it is, maybe it's Witherspoon. I don't know, but drafts are weird. Maybe there's a run on quarterbacks. Maybe Bijan goes seventh for some
1: reason. And well, you think, think about that. it this way, Matt. So the, the year that, that Derwin James fell to 17. Right. Like nobody thought Derwin James was the 17th best player in that draft, but he falls no. to that spot and you end up, you know, you look at it and you say, you know, if you're let's say you're at 20, well, Derwin, we have Derwin James ranked as a top seven player in this draft, and he's now available at 17. Right. And it only costs us a fourth to get them now. Yeah. Or something like that. So, you know, you, know, you, you yeah, you, you, you consider it. And you don't know, you know, somebody could call say, all that
0: guy, I don't even remember. Yeah. I
1: mean, you, right. you call somebody up and you say, you know, what would it cost to, to, uh, to move up? And they say, well, you know, to move back down to 17 for, you know, if we're moving four spots. We'll, you know, a fourth round draft pick will get it done. Well, now right. you're, now you might be interested. If they say it's a two, you're not going to be interested, right. but, but you don't purpose. know unless you yeah. ask. It's exactly. something exactly. that they've done every year. And you get a
0: good idea of, well, the Bears might be looking to trade down, where the Raiders are very happy where they're sitting, or the Eagles are trying to trade up. You know I mean? Some th- what the, That's rest the other thing, too. It,
1: it like helps you with money. your strategy when you're putting together. You know, you again, I, you know, Omar Khan said that, that they're going to be very cognizant of what's happening around them with sure. with everybody sure. else. Um, you know, Kevin Colbert has said over the last – they quit doing mock drafts years ago mm-hmm. uh, because they weren't concerned as much about what everybody else was doing. Well, I think Omar is taking a different tact on that and saying, we are concerned about what other teams are doing around us. We want to know what they're doing around us because that affects us.
0: Without question. But they're – and, yes, there are smoke screens, There are picks that nobody saw coming but everybody knows who visited who everybody has a clue of certainly the teams that don't want a quarterback or the teams that don't want a running back. I mean, you can eliminate a lot of prospects for pick any team, you know, pick the, 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 whoever's picking 12th in this draft. Well, I can tell you of the top 20 players, here's eight of them. They don't want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that's that narrows things down. And that leaves 20 that they do want, but we only want five of them, you know? So, okay. You can figure that stuff out.
1: Yeah. And it helps you a little bit with that in that regard. Um, Matt, uh, you sent me this uh, last week. I want to touch on this here before we uh, end this segment. Uh, mm-hmm. NBC Sports Edge put together, and this was done by uh, Roto Pat Daugherty, uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, rankings of NFL head coaches. Mm-mm, okay. And, uh, Interesting here at the top, he now is Andy Reid ahead of Bill Belichick. I think I would, too. I mean, the
0: recent body of work is pretty darn strong, and it's not so strong on Belichick to me.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, you know, at, at the Combine, or I'm sorry, at the owners' meetings, and we had Greg Bedard on, mm-hmm. uh, who, of course, covers the Patriots uh, for Boston, uh, Boston Sports Journal. And he raised the idea that Belichick might not be in this too much longer with the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it's
0: wearing on him. I mean, life after Brady has been difficult. Even uh, Mr. Kraft said something along the lines of, hey, nobody's safe, or I don't exactly remember what the wording was, but it wasn't, you know, he can be our head coach as long as he wants. I mean, that's not the feeling I got as well. So no, I I could see Belichick handing it over, or not to his son probably, but maybe somebody else on staff, or there being changes because they're not doing great lately.
1: Yeah, it seems like Jared Mayo is the
0: uh, yes, that would successor be successor, in, from successor from in waiting
1: here. Uh, Belichick needs 19 more wins to become the all-time winningest coach in in NFL history. Does he get to that? As as the head coach of the Patriots. I don't think. I don't think he does either. Right. I mean, unfortunately for him, it's
0: not 10. You know, it's right. two years worth no matter what. It might be three. Might be three. But I, I think he would get there in two probably. Well, maybe not. Ten and 19 nine, wins.
1: It. I mean, he'd have to yeah. win. That's, you know, given what they've done the last couple of seasons, that's three that's years worth. at least worth.
0: one winning season. I mean, that's at least one winning season, if not two.
1: Right. He'd have to go ten, like you know, 10 and 7 and 9 and 8 would only get him a tie. Yeah.
0: Now that's interesting. And I mean, right he, now,
1: I mean, if you had to, if you ranked the, the teams in that division, of course, we're assuming that, that Aaron Rodgers does eventually wind up with the Jets. Patriots are probably fourth, fourth in that division. Yeah, they're fourth. I mean,
0: I don't think they're one of the, the bottom five to 10 teams in the league. <laughs> but I always, when we talk win totals and things of that nature, the first thing I like to do with teams is, Test how many wins they're going to have in their division. I mean, I'm going one and a half or two. I don't think they get to three or four. I think
1: the over-under is one and a half, yeah.
0: Yeah, right. So, you know, that makes it hard to get to 10 when you only have 10 games left, or well, 11 now, to get eight wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You don't have to be a math major to figure that stuff
1: out. Uh, he, has Mc- he has Sean McVay third. Can you still put Sean McVay third? I'm not going to kill them for last
0: year. Uh, I mean, they were the most injured team in the league, them in Denver by
1: far. And well, here's the thing though. Right. So if I max out my credit card and I go out and, and, you know, trade away all those F and picks as their GM said, and I go get me a bunch of stars. I should win. Should I not? Right. And so- I will say, the yeah, I
0: referenced injuries with with McVeigh, which I think, yes, last year was yeah, very yeah. You know, you know, I think that matters. Sorry, I had a pop-up ad there on my laptop. The, oh, um, that was you. Okay. That was me. <laughs> I was trying to pull up these head coaching ranks, and NBC blew it up, so I'll just have to go through you. But I will say the flip side of McVeigh, which is not a feather in his cap, is – His run, which I think is five years before last year, they were by far the healthiest team in the NFL. And I don't think he's better at keeping people healthy than Belichick, Tomlin, Harbaugh, whoever. I think he was very lucky and last year incredibly unlucky with injuries.
1: Yeah, and they're going to be a bad team again this year. They may be the worst team in the league. They're going to be in the conversation. I urge people,
0: this is crazy to me, like their defense, like I'm pulling up our lads right now, their defensive depth chart as it stands going into the draft without a first round pick is maybe as bad as I've ever seen. You know, like these are their starters on defense, not named Aaron Donald, Jonah Williams, Marquise Copeland, Keir (laughs) Thomas, Ernest Jones, who's a good player. Christian Rosenboom, Michael Hawk, Darian Kendrick, Jordan Fuller, Russ Yeast,
1: Robert Rochelle, and Kobe Durant. I think you just named nine guys who have never been in my kitchen. I could have made up <laughs> half of those names. Russ Yeast. Maybe I made him up. Do people know if I made him up or not? I bet they're not sure. We should have you we know. should have made that a game. You know, right, Rams right. Rams defensive starter or phantom. <laughs> Fan yeah, player Keith Thomas made up or
0: not, <laughs> and the guys behind him I've never heard of either. I mean, Zach Van Valkenburg is the backup outside linebacker. It's ridiculously bad. Yeah, like, I can imagine Aaron Donald plays the whole season there. You know, is him and Cooper Cup going to get traded at the trade deadline, or I mean, they're going to be horrible,
1: horrible, and they have no draft picks, and they have no draft picks, right? But hey, they won that Super Bowl, and Sean McVay ranked number three. So, right, right. And uh, hey, if you win
0: the Super Bowl, I don't care what the ramifications are. I mean, Tampa is going to be in bad shape for a little while here too, but not like. I, that. See, I,
1: I, st- I still argue on the other side of that. I do. I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather at least have the chance to win the Super Bowl every year, mm-hmm. as opposed to winning it once and, and then stinking for the next ten years. See, I see both sides
0: because obviously
1: the Steelers are more on the
0: get me to the dance every year, see how it goes type of organization. And it's been extremely fruitful and it makes rooting for the team much easier than, oh, we're going to be two and two win team for the next three or four years. The only thing I'll fight you on is what if the Rams are the worst team in this league? And the quarterback at USC is as good as everybody says he is, and they end up with the first pick in the draft.
1: That's all well and good, but you just named their defense, and a quarterback oh. isn't
0: solving their problems. No, but I do think you can get from the doldrums, if you're a good organization, easier in this league now than it used
1: to be. I will concede that, but yeah. I, you know when, when they're drawing 20,000 fans this season because they stink. Well, the problem is the city they're in is a lot. The different. city that they're, they're in, and the, right, and the Chargers, right. you know, you, you've got another team there that that uh, you know could be pretty good. Um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna fade away into nothingness there, mm-hmm. um, you know, real quickly, and then all of a sudden you don't have the the wherewithal to go out and make some of the moves that they've made. You don't have the financial, you know, capital to go out and 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 acquire people. Uh, right. Number four is John Harbaugh. I'm fine with that five is Kyle Shanahan and, and I, I I'm so torn on Kyle Shanahan as a head coach um he loses more big games than he wins he does but he gets to a lot he gets there that's great I mean, but it's not every year either with with Shanahan right. it's kind of it's kind of been every other year
0: I mean there's a they, they picked second overall to get Bosa and earned it I mean his 100%. career re-
1: his career record is fifty two and forty six. That doesn't surprise me. I mean it's so, not not a stellar year or not a stellar career record. Like
0: Sean Payton, I guess, is a bad example because he's always been competitive. He doesn't have the roller coaster seasons as a Saints head coach. But I bring up Payton because I think Payton and Shanahan and Reed are possibly the three best offensive minds of this generation. So he would be high on my list. But unlike Peyton and Reed, Shanahan's a better OC than he is head coach.
1: I would agree with that. Yeah. And they're different skill sets. It's a completely different skill set. At six is Mike Tomlin.
0: I mean, if he was much further, I would have a real hard time with it. I guess I get it. Um, Harbaugh versus Tomlin, I think,
1: favors Tomlin lately. I, I completely agree. Um, yeah. you know, and even if you look at the career, their careers as a whole, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I look at that and say Tomlin's been better over the course of his career. I agree. Harbaugh's Harbaugh's won one playoff game since they went to the Super Bowl in 2012 and won. Yeah. Like people yeah, yeah. harp on Tomlin. Well, Tomlin's only won three playoff games, you know, since Harbaugh's record isn't much better. And no. Harbaugh's had some losing seasons in there. He has right. I mean, he was he was a a nats eyelash away from being fired in 2019. He was.
0: I mean, I don't think, as far as I know, Tomlin's job seat has never been hot, or at least not in the last five to ten years. Yeah, was was.
1: It's seven is Sean McDermott.
0: Good, but he's starting to get that. Can you win the big one? Feel to him.
1: Yeah, there's a, a case of another guy when we talk about how difficult it is to win playoff games, he's got a losing playoff record. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And he's had a loaded roster. They're
0: one in DVOA. They have the second or third best quarterback. They kind of push their chips in on Von Miller and guys like that. And are they going to be the Ewing Knicks with the Jordan Bulls being in Kansas city?
1: Yeah. Eight is Nick Sirianni. That's a little high for me.
0: Little high. I mean, consider
1: the body of work is not going to blow your way. Yeah, I mean, he had he had one good year last year. You know, two. He was number fifteen on this list last year. Yeah,
0: like Pete Carroll should probably be brought up here. Pretty Pete soon. Carroll
1: should be ahead of Nick Sirianni. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, nine is nine is Mike ahead. Vrabel, and I got I have no problem with Mike Vrabel being that high. Me neither. But his career record is forty eight and thirty four, and they're going to stink this year. I think they're going to be really bad. But
0: I don't think they can. I don't know if they can be bad enough to be a top five picking team because I think Vrabel wins two games in the division. He shouldn't. You know what I mean?
1: Probably because the division is kind of
0: blocked. Yeah. 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 I think he's a good coach, you know? 10 is Doug Peterson. Real quick, like Tomlin and Vrabel are bad coaches if your
1: owner wants to tank. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause they're going to win. They're going to win some games that you're like, oh, they shouldn't have. Yeah. Doug Peterson at 10. He
0: righted that ship. I mean, I, I wouldn't have him too far off of that. He no.
1: But 11 is MP Carroll. I mean, Carroll should be like seven or eight. That's the same ranking that he had his last year.
0: I mean, this well, is yeah. laughing at the, the, you're going to go with drew Locke and Geno
1: Smith. You're never going to win a game again. <laughs> the game the league. Well, uh, is Zach a- Taylor. Zach Taylor's career record is 28-36-1. I have a problem with that one. I'm going to sound like <laughs> such a homer, but
0: I just think with Joe Burrow, most competent NFL head coaches win a lot of games. I understand the last couple of years have been very good, including a Super Bowl appearance, so I wouldn't crush him, But I think it's more Burrow than Taylor. It's,
1: it's almost a Mike McCarthy argument. Mm-hmm. To a, yeah. to a very large degree. And he's uh, way down this list, by the way. I can understand that, too. Uh, thir- uh, 12 is Zach. Uh, I'm sorry. 13 is Matt LaFleur. Okay, but I bet he's trending down. Right. He was eight
0: last year. I mean, he won 13 games a row, like three years in a row. With fourteen Rodgers.
1: is 14 is Dan Campbell. Okay. Up
0: from, up from 18 last year. If he wasn't on Hard Knocks and if he wasn't as flamboyant as he would,
1: would he be this high? Probably. He did not. some good
0: things with the Lions, but they didn't yeah. a playoff.
1: They didn't make the yeah. They weren't a playoff team. Fifteen is Brian Dayball.
0: I would put him higher. I know he's only been a head coach one year, but
1: I can't. I can't put him higher than that. I just can't. After one some season, of
0: these last five names haven't blown me away. Yeah.
1: Sixteen is Kevin Stefanski.
0: I mean, this is the neighborhood where they're all kind of the same.
1: Yeah, seventeen is Mike McDaniel. Who?
0: Maybe. I, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I honestly, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was say I don't feel strong. Yes or no on any of these guys that would have them all lumped together too. Eighteen is Robert Sala.
1: Okay, I mean, really bad quarterback play last year. There, he's eleven and twenty-three as a Jets head coach. That's so great. Right, uh, nineteen is Kevin O'Connell. The guy went thirteen and four last year. They were ten wow, and zero up, in one right. score games, and you put him nineteenth.
0: Yeah, I think I'd have him over the the fancy I mean, he board.
1: did some did some. He, he was a
0: miracle worker last year, basically. I might have him right next to Dayball. Want first year coaches that did way more than they should have with what right. the hand had
1: Twenty is Brandon Staley. Hmm. He's not for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with him being that low. I do. You know, I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan. Right, right. I'm not. But sure. he's a 21. He's a better body of work than some of these dudes. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, least, and there's another guy that we haven't mentioned yet either. That I'm sorry, he's got to be rated ahead of some of these guys. Uh, Arthur Smith is 22.
0: He's gotten a, a fair amount out of nothing. Yeah, he's he done Trump Hayton yet. I know he's a new guy, so maybe yeah. they're
1: But he's got a body up. of work. Twenty-three twenty-three is Todd Bowles. Ooh. I'm not a believer. Twenty-four is Matt Eberfluss.
0: I mean these are the unproven Seat might be getting warmer. Here's the seat. guy. So
1: 25 is Ron Rivera. How the hell do you put Ron Rivera below some of these guys that he has ahead of him? Now, I'm, Indeed, not say, like, I'm not saying I'm not saying Ron like, Rivera is a great coach, but he's league average. Record? He's ninety-eight, ninety, and
0: two. Wow. Better than I thought. I thought you were gonna say he's won like forty percent of his games.
1: Matt, do you know how many coaches in league in NFL history have won a hundred games in their career? Right, right, right. I say the fact that he's gonna win a hundred
0: this year, pretty darn impressive. I could tell you because I looked it up. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh I'm guessing- 35. There have been 518 NFL head coaches in the history of the of the league. 518. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 30 of them so, have I'm won 100 sure. games. 30 have won 100 games. 30. Wow, I wasn't that far off. Okay. Wow. That's pretty impressive. There have been 34 head coaches who've won 60% of their games, and it coached at least 100. Wow. There have been 35 – Head coaches who've won Super Bowls, and yeah. twenty-six coaches who won multiple league championships.
0: And back to Rivera, he probably had the worst ownership in the league help out. In two, maybe two spots. <laughs> <laughs> right, I was thinking Washington. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, you know, a solid organization with strong
1: ownership probably yeah. wins a couple more games. You know. Uh, Dennis Allen is 26, Josh McDaniels is 27, and then the new hires come in. Okay. I wouldn't put Peyton with the new hires as the only. Well, Frank Reich is on there too. Oh, yeah.
0: I think Reich would be 12th for me. I mean, you talk about a scapegoat in Indy. He's coaching up
1: the corpse of Matt Ryan last year. Yeah. So Mike Tomlin comes in at six on that list. It's just, you know, every time somebody's, uh, these Steelers need to fire Mike Tomlin, blah, blah, blah he's still a top 10 head coach, if not top five in the NFL.
0: I a hundred percent agree. And I think he's an easy hall of famer. Um, Turned that team around in a big way last year. I mean, the recent stuff is strong. It's not just resting on his laurels or living off reputation. And a couple of these guys might be namely the one in new England, potentially, you know, so, and frankly, I, I don't know why I'm picking this name out, but if you were to fire Mike Tomlin, you're going to end up with Matt Eberflus. I don't know anything bad, bad to say about Matt Eberflus, but I don't really have anything good to say about him either. Like, that's what you want to swap out, folks? You
1: know, like, it's probably not better. Right. He, there's there's some unknown there, but uh, interesting list there from, uh, from NBC Sports Edge. We're going to take mm-hmm. a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, uh, Matt, did you know, that you can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere on your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from my heart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. We'll be back with segment two right after this. Man, my
0: holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws.
1: I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there. Friendly S&T Banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more.
0: S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.